survivors and welcome to First Aid Spray, a Resident Evil podcast by fans for fans. This is episode 39 and this time we explore several memorable locations searching for samples to obtain in our five year retrospective on everybody's favourite Resident Evil title, it's Umbrella Corps. My name is Sai and joining me on the panel this week, in this episode portrayed by DC Douglas for some reason, it's Fire Button Steve Vance. Sample obtained. And we can only assume he's having alien colonial marines flashbacks. It's Moist Owlet, aka James. Bunker! <laughs> this episode of First Aid Spray, like all others, was recorded live on our Discord server. Enter our little world of survival horror now to hear the show early and unedited, as well as join our wonderful community and keep up to date with all of the latest news. You can find a link to the server, as well as all of our social media profiles, at our website, fasprepod.com. You can also help the show by checking out our merch or by supporting us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month with various tiers, each with their own perks. Head over to patreon.com forward slash FA Spray Pod for a full list and the chance to create bonus first aid spray content. It's only been a few weeks since episode 38, so very light on housekeeping, mercifully this time. So I will just quickly go through the latest Patreon episode. Uh, so if you are a tyrant tier backer, $5 or more a month, you can now hear our History of the House of the Dead episode, which was great fun, uh, about an hour and 45 minutes of discussion about every game in the series, um, at least the main games, and uh, getting to tell stories about the arcade, which is something we've never done before, so that was very nice indeed. Our Majora's Mask special is now out publicly for those of you who aren't Tyrant tier backers. So you can go and listen to myself, Steve, and our special guest, Zane, from Let's Talk Game Design, talk about this N64 classic, talk about Zelda for the first time ever on First Aid Spray. And uh, it's been a little bit light on the YouTube side of things. We basically have like two new videos ready to come out within the next week. So I can't tell you what they are just yet. But I can tell you, you can go back and watch our Top 5 Resident Evil Dads video, which was released uh, in honour of Father's Day uh, in the UK, US, Canada, etc. And written by Discord server member and meme lord uh, Choji Akamichi. So thank you to him for writing the script for that one. And KDB for handling the edit. Other than that, we have just been keeping on, keeping on, Itchy Painty, our Twitch show where Adam and Burger Time have been painting Resident Evil monsters and miniatures, has been going strong. They're still working through some sort of, almost like some pre-show episodes, doing some Resident Evil 2 stuff. Uh, Resident Evil 3, the board game, is now arriving at various doors over the world, so it won't be very long at all before they start making their way through the entirety of the Resident Evil 3 board game set. So keep your eyes on Twitch every Tuesday for their live streams. And uh, yeah, subscribe to us on YouTube because there probably most likely will be a YouTube component coming to those as well. All right, with those out of the way, let's move on. Steve, hit us with the first headline of the Resident Evil news, if you please. Resident Evil Village DLC is now in development. Uh, that's pretty fantastic news, if I do say so myself. I was kind of sceptical it wasn't even going to be a thing. So yeah. what does everybody think? I was in the same boat. I thought that that was going to be it. Um, and I guess maybe it seems like quite possibly that that was the plan, that it was just going to be it. Because um, it seems like this DLC is early in development Um because I mean, they use the phrase due to popular demand, which doesn't have to mean anything when you're a company. But uh, yeah, they made it sound like it was very early on. This was one of the very small announcements Capcom did at E3. 
Uh, James, how do you feel about this one? I'm sure you're buzzing for it. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Expect some videos in the future when this goes uh, when this goes live. Um, I, yeah, I think you guys are right. Like, I, I, obviously, they didn't expect a DLC, but at the same time, I feel like there was some brainstorming done for it. You know, because mm. I mean, you know, DLCs and games are not just made like that. You know, the but yeah, it's just so there's so much lore in this game that I couldn't believe that there wasn't going to be a DLC. And there's so like there's so much um, connection to previous games uh, as well that I, I couldn't believe there wasn't going to be DLC. So hearing this has really really made me happy. And um, yeah, I hope there's more as well. Like um, this DLC comes out, and maybe they'll make more until nine comes out. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited. Super yeah. excited for it. I'm uh, mm. I'm right there with you. Like, let's hope it's story focused. Um, that would be nice some stuff i mean a lot of people have pointed out us included there's stuff in some of those trailers that isn't in the game uh, sort of revolving around the villagers in the village so maybe they'll repurpose that that would be nice uh, but time will tell a what it's going to be and b if it was cut content or how far into development it was because yeah i mean this could come anytime within the next it could be right at the end of the year who knows it depends depends how meaty it is uh, steve any predictions story driven mercenary stuff what do you think I hope it's story based, but I, I uh, you know, I, I, can't, I get the feeling it'll be more like a, a goofy side mode or something, mm. um, and I, can, I could tell that will not probably go down well. I also kind of want to feel, but I feel bad for Capcom because although it's great they do it as DLC, they may have shot themselves in the foot by announcing due to popular demand. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like that's caused a bit of a rift in the uh, the some of the more vocal parts of the fandom I've noticed in social media recently. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I do hope it goes well. It's going to be the first DLC they make, or first Resident Evil thing they properly make with Fabiano not being involved, right? That's true, yeah. Which, you know, I wonder how that will impact it. It might be stuff that was left over, or maybe they drafted up some potential DLC, so he might have been involved early on. Um, but yeah, it could very easily just be like a Ethan must die too, you know, mm. something like that. Ethan must live. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. I mean... Uh, it- if that's the case, then I probably won't make a video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I there won't be anything to make. Right. I mean, with, with Remake 2's DLC and with 7's DLC, there was enough to that to make separate podcast episodes. I don't know what we're doing. It really depends on yeah the depth of it. I'm not expecting a huge amount if it wasn't already drafted up and ready to, or already being worked on. Uh, they really do want to get it out as soon as possible, considering the game is coming up on two months old already. So... I realistically expect it to not be a whole lot, but I'd like to be pleasantly surprised, and it's happened before, so who knows? Yeah, that's a good mindset, I think. Um, uh, next bit of news, then. Our Everse has been given a release window of July 2021. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, don't they know keep where I don't know where we're at with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it worries me. Uh, it, this is getting pushed back further and further. It's going to lose any any, any of its luster and its potential drive now. I, I feel postponing its launch after Village was a good move in general, but not for this protracted day period. Because mm-hmm. uh, the further and further it gets along, you know, I get the feeling people aren't going to be bothered. Because technically that, that, that will have been an installed file on a lot of people's machines already. And it's just sat there languishing. Yes. So when it activates, people won't notice. Unless it's some kind of big social media drive. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I have no idea. Uh, Mr. KDB's in the live chat saying, let's go, reverse out tomorrow. He, yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast uh, in the future, listening back to our catalogue, we are recording on the 30th of June. So it technically, yes, it's July tomorrow and we are still at July 2021. We don't have a specific date, so it could be any time this month. Uh, Infinite Darkness comes out in what? Less 20 seconds of two. Is it? the 8th or something isn't it it's like very or the 9th it's very soon so mm. maybe it'll be at the end of the month so they're not like promoting two things at once i've really no i've no idea uh it's a it's a strange state of affairs isn't it james what do you think to be about fair, oh, sorry go on uh, not, not, not to chime over but to be fair I, I am glad that village is such a strong showing uh in the mm. meantime because if, if it was if it was dependent on our reverse now think we'd be in a much more a worse position whereas it's it's crap that it's not out and it's not being like you know got its own thing its own little fan base building mm. fair but at least village can stand on its own without it yes 100 percent. james what do you think about the current state of reverse um you know at this point i i wouldn't care if it wasn't released <laughs> just just for me because i mean i played it i played the demo and i just wasn't blown away by it so if it's not released it's not released i i likely won't play it you know mm. and if i do play it it will be like i played resistance you know although resistance i feel has got way more pedigree than reverse has i know reverse hasn't even come out yet but reverse is like a silly little game mode that you know might be fun for an evening but for me it just I'm not interested in it. I, we won't. I won't be making any videos about it in the future. That's that's for sure. Like it's just, yeah. it's 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 hard to. I, the one thing I do like about it is like it's it's really quick turnover. So like five minute games. But mm. other than that, I feel like because it's so short, and you know, it's so, it would start to feel repetitive. It did feel like that even in the demo, and I didn't get much time to play it in the demo. Yeah, so I'm not really excited for it. Um, mm. at all really um, in terms of the release date uh, they say July um, I it's probably going to be delayed again I, literally, yes. literally tomorrow you know July is tomorrow mm. you know so they need to you know it will probably be delayed again and uh, yeah I, what are they doing though you know I really what are they would, doing with this game? I They're really stuffing it to the girls with modes and characters, James, just for me. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, um, it depends on 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 sort of the depth of content that it might may or may not have. Like, I'm quite interested to play more of it. I enjoyed the beta, but it, I mean, it sure as hell felt like one. Not in terms of the quality of the game, but it was just like, yeah, here's one map and one game type, and that's it. Like. If there's a load of maps and stuff like that, then that'll help. If it's going to come out with the most bare bones thing ever, then it's not going to last more than a week, really, is it? Uh, which would have been easier if it had all come out at the same time as Village. But the longer it takes for this to come out separately, depending on how much is there, depends on how you know how big the ripples are when you drop it in the pond. You- it's just going to go boom, sink to the bottom, and everyone's going to forget about it in two days. Yeah. Do you think? Um- maybe i know we got a lot of resident evil content coming anyway but it's all like live media so it's all like you mm. know anime or uh tv or whatever you know um but do you think that maybe they might be thinking we can use this as a game stop gap until the next one 
Oh, you know, and like, maybe. The, yeah, I, if it is, then that's a really bad decision. I mean, excluding remakes, not, James. It's excluding remakes. The RE games are now like four years apart normally these days. Well, that well, was, yeah, I mean, it wa was true until the remakes happened, yeah. And obviously there's always been this talk of the last few years of Capcom wanting to put something out every year for Resident Evil. Mm. So, yeah, uh, that is concerning if that's the case. I don't know, yeah, I have no idea. I guess in two or three weeks' time it'll be interesting to see how we talk about it then because it may be out or it may still be <laughs> July, quote-unquote, loads of question marks. I mean, we we could also like I could also be completely like turned around and you know <laughs> the first day spray servers done it before mm. they persuaded me to play a game and then I've like absolutely adored it so like it it could turn around and just you know they might have done everything they needed to do to make it fun like for everybody and like uh, and if that's if that's the if that's what they do then great fantastic mm. but yeah if it's if it's kind of similar or the same as what the demo was then it's gonna flop in my opinion yeah so our last piece of news the resident evil cross dead by daylight chapter has finally released this is one was difficult not to bring up in the last section to be honest because it's an easy comparison to make and i wonder if this had anything to do with it probably not but part of my brain's mm. like hmm because uh now that i've been able to play it it's 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 pretty cool. Like wandering around that RPD maps, it's pretty cool what they've done with it in that engine and the way they've sort of taken it and ripped certain walls out and put certain obstacles in to make it work for DVD's playstyle. So it's interesting that we've got these games that have a lot in common. This Dead by Daylight, Resident Evil chapter, and our reverse, what we know of it. It's th th there's uh, some parallels there, but uh, uh, the state of it at the moment uh, is worth saying. I don't know if this is changed or, a bit, or it may, may have just changed but when it came out that rpd map was basically stricken off the record after a few hours and said no you can't play this because uh, of bugs i think nobody was allowed to go on the map you could play with the new characters but you couldn't get on the map then after a while they made the map available for private games so if you were playing with four other friends you could run around it so i got a few matches on there with people from the server and i think maybe they've fixed it now and it's just come out or it's just coming out I, i'll find out later this week when i boot it up but uh, James, I know you've had some Dead by Daylight experience now, uh, brief, I think. But what do you think of the Resident Evil stuff in it? Yeah, I've had. Uh, I think I played it for six hours now. Oh, yeah, which, so I'm, I'm still in that. I'm still in that period of it's terrifying, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, like Nemi is really terrifying. I, I the amount of times I duked him just by being scared, just standing in a corner and just yeah being scared. <laughs> I haven't I haven't tried any of the I think I tried Leon actually, but mm -hmm. I didn't try Jill. But yeah, mostly I was trying to get used to Dead by Daylight. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So I I stuck into the role that I tend to do in in multiplayer games, which is the, the support healer. So I became ambulance. And but for what I did play, it's really cool, and I I love what they've done with Nemesis, and he's a really fun monster to go up against. Um, the characters like uh, Leon and Jill seeing them in in there is really and even chris look out how, how mm. amazing chris looks i haven't seen a claire in game yet yeah she's um, just as good as but, the rest unsurprisingly they, they awesome yeah exactly mav ambulance claudette yeah i um <laughs> yeah uh 
I I I I love the game, and I wish I had more more hours in my day to play it because mm. it's, it's super fun to play with friends as well. Like, just I know that after say, I think it's that meme, isn't it? After forty fifty hours of playing Dead by Daylight, it becomes not scary anymore, more competitive. And but up to that point, it like it's terrifying. I'm still in that point, and uh, yeah, it's super fun to play, and I'm really happy that they crossed it over with uh, Resident Evil, but I'd be even happier if they did it for Aliens <laughs> when Aliens Fireteam comes out, but I don't I don't think that's coming, but because uh, <laughs> Disney, mm. but we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I've played it a lot more than you have, I'm still in that period of scary, like scared by it, but maybe that's just playing against certain people on our server <laughs> who are really good at the game. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's great like, um, the little touches are so good. Just running around that map and sort of understanding it was pretty cool. And just having experiences with the zombies as well, which are hilarious. They're hilariously, they're really stupid. Uh, and it, it just adds to it where you could just sort of hide in the cupboard and watch the zombie walk away. Uh, but they, they really do add like an interesting obstacle to it when you're working on a generator to sort of, which is the main part of the gameplay loop is fix the generators and get out. Uh, you have to keep your eyes open for zombies that are just marching towards you as well. Cause you can't fight back. All you have to do is sort of loop round and make yourself some more time. So that's really fun. Um, the, yeah, the, the Chris and Claire costumes, uh, was a nice surprise as well. They even got their own little trailer as it turned out. Uh, yeah, they all look really, really cool. Um, that's the only major downfall though, with the DVD thing is that they are, like hellaciously overpriced you have to get an insane amount of in-game currency in order to purchase um these chris claire and uh jill in the 99 costume oh and leon in his re4 jacket they all look wonderful i want them all but you have to pay real life money basically to get enough and a lot of it and yeah it's like 40 pounds or something if you wanted to purchase all of them which sucks i mean they do go on sale occasionally but how much sale can it really be? I don't want to spend £20 on four costumes, let alone 40 That's a bit of a letdown. It, it's a lot. Like I, I, like, I still, you know, I put a lot of time into a game called League of Legends. I think we all know it here. And that game has such a great business model of, like, you get a skin for, like, four to five pounds, mm. you know? And that's pretty much the model, and it always has been for over 10 years now um it's like and it you know they've kept it and it keeps and same with path of exile as well um this, they've done the same thing so it, it's a little bit overpriced <laughs> and it's not like they're they you know they're itching for money so it seems a little bit of a money grab yeah Do you have a uh a rough guesstimate how long you would have to grind to unlock them the uh the freemium way um I would guess, and I, I don't know nearly as much about the game. I just sort of boot up and play it. But there are sort of like little challenges you can pick to do that give you rewards and stuff uh, and like a little board of, of stuff you can do. I would guess um, 6 to 12 months, probably 12 to 24 months, probably more than that. Like, it's stupid. They give you something like Whoa. five every now and then uh, and you need loads. You need thousands, I think, of these points. It's something stupid. It's... There is no way to earn it legitimately. You're going to have to purchase it or be gifted it, which is, which sucks. It's, yeah. I was kind of a bit like, you know, like, yeah, it might take you a week or two, no, not, no, not no. months. Unless you're playing it like every hour of every day, mate. It's, it, it looks insanely like next to impossible to, to do it another way, unfortunately. But there you go. Um, but there you go. 
Uh, it is also worth saying, if anyone is listening to this who has Dead by Daylight or is interested in checking out the Resident Evil stuff uh, and wants people to play with it, it is a popular game on the Discord server at the minute, so uh, we do invite you to play it. It's one of those games we really like on the Discord server as well because it's obviously completely... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Everyone on every console. Cross-platform, that's the one. Uh, yeah, wherever, whatever system you're on, we, we welcome you with open arms. <laughs> Just look out for the Michael Myers. He's He's not friendly. All right, well, with the news out of the way, let's roll on to our very, very exciting subject for this episode, Umbrella Call. And now, reading excerpts from various files from Umbrella Call, Director Smiley, who you can follow on Twitter, at PRCat88. The day is finally upon us. We're resuming the experiments. Sure took their sweet time, but enough about that. We'll start with the abandoned Umbrella Research Facility. You'll find plenty of researchers there, or what's left of them. The survival rate for the experiments last year were far too low. That asshole with the huge nose from the Inquiry Board tasked me with making them more effective. I won't make the same mistakes. Let's start with the PDW. This should increase your odds. Well, it can't always be the best game ever. We do have to talk about the other ones as well. I, this is going to be a hell of an episode, isn't it? I don't even know what to expect from this, but we've all had a little bit of an experience with Umbrella Core, so we are just going to just talk about that experience. As I said to everyone before we did this episode... I don't expect anyone to necessarily complete the game, and I don't necessarily expect everyone to jump onto this episode. Unfortunately, some people would have played it, but it's not available on Xbox, it's only PlayStation 4 and PC. And some people just outright just didn't respond to my messages, so <laughs> I received that loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I don't, you know, I completely understand. So Umbrella Core um, was released... In 2016, yep, the 20th anniversary of Resident Evil, what a wonderful way to celebrate. It is the military-styled tactical shooter game. Um, obviously, James, this is almost certainly your first experience and exposure to Umbrella Core being new to the series. But Steve, do you remember your first reaction to seeing Umbrella Core? Did you, I think it was revealed at E3 2015, if I remember rightly. Do you remember your reaction? I. This is like... We hadn't even had RE7 announced yet, had we? No, I don't, I don't think. think. No, I, I was very much in the oh well, that's Resident Evil dead then. <laughs> like you know, mm. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't upset because I was like you know, I am one of those people who could, who could find things to enjoy about pretty much anything you give me enough time. But even I was that looking. I am not spending money on that. Mm. I also want to say I did not have a PS4 at the time, so I was like, ha ha, can't even play it anyway. <laughs> it was very, it was very much a oh well. Yes. kind of reaction uh, you know uh, like someone's turned up with a jacket potato and i was like oh that's fancy that, that's cool uh next please <laughs> like, uh, not not bothered in the slightest yeah uh, yes i i know the the mood that you mean where i because i remember seeing it and just kind of thinking oh oh well move on uh, i didn't have the reaction of oh i don't have a ps4 so i can't play it <laughs> i remember thinking oh it's a mobile game <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it's funny because certain people <laughs> from our team thought our Everse was a mobile game. But I do remember seeing this and just assuming it was a mobile game and then discovering down the line that no, in fact, it is for PS4 and PC. Um, 
it was a discounted sort of game uh, released at under the sort of expected price of a full-length game. I mean, the main reason being it's not a full-length game, uh, but we'll definitely get to that. Multiplayer-focused. Um, I mean, also worth maybe asking the question then, Steve, what was your first exposure to picking this up? When did that happen? Same time you... as you. Oh, uh, right, you have not played it before this week then. Well, you know, I remember there was some point in the server this past year where... Someone said there's a Resident Evil sale going on, and I went, "Oh, all right, okay," you know, on on the PlayStation. And I'm sure either I mentioned it to Sai or Sai mentioned it to me. Umbrella Core needs doing at some point, and mm. I, I saw it was cheap and grabbed it. Yeah, and uh, and the pain never stopped since. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, that's. That's not inaccurate, definitely. Uh, it was just a case of, well, I'm going to have to pay to play this anyway, so I may as well pay as little as possible, uh, which is the right way to go. Uh, we can already confirm that James has played time on PC thanks to the wonderful features of Steam. You already got your £3 back, James, as you said <laughs> off podcast. So that, yeah. that's, that's good news. <laughs> I can't, I can't I got, refund I got my. I got my coffee back. <laughs> yeah, I can't refund on PS4, unfortunately, but I have sure as hell deleted it already, but we'll get to that. I suppose the best place to start with this is just go right into the weeds of it and talk about the gameplay of Umbrella Core, the general game feel, before we talk about sort of the features and stuff like that, just how it feels to play Umbrella Core. Let's go like dive straight into the thick of it. Uh, all right, James, you can start with this one, I think. Uh, how do you feel about the core gameplay experience of Umbrella Core? Um, <laughs> okay, so Resident Evil Umbrella Core's gameplay is um, fast-paced. Um, it is uh, it is a it is a first-person shooter, though depending on. <laughs> Sorry, it's a third. Sorry, it's a third-person shooter. Yes. Though depending, though depending on what you do, your weapon depends on what side of the screen you're on. Mm. You know, because if you're aiming down sights, you go to the center of the screen. If you're just hip firing, you go to the side of the, the left side of the screen. You know, like it. It's just it's so wild. Like that kind of gameplay. Like I, I, it, it really shifted me. But anyway, that's not the worst of the game. Like the first, because I only played the campaign because it's. The multiplayer is is non-existent, and I didn't have enough a lot of time to set stuff up, and you know mm. I wasn't just going to drop things on people. And say come come play with me, and as we know before we said before we started the podcast, there was only two people playing this game on Steam. Yeah. So and I think one of those was me. Um, <laughs> so like I wasn't. We weren't going to get to play it with anybody else. But I don't. You know, without just going to like. A cesspit of diatribe about this game, like it's just not Resident Evil mm. in terms of gameplay, and even that's even talking about Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Seven, you know, which are more action-based games, Revelations games. Like it's not a Resident Evil game in gameplay because it's just a shooter. Mm. It's a it's just it's a bad it's a bad Halo game, <laughs> right? It's a Resident it's a, Evil it's a, skin. That's what it feels like. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, we'll talk. Oh, I could talk about it now. Like, guns, for instance. 
Like the how the guns feel like when you're shooting them, it feels awful. Like the shotgun, the shotgun in Resident Evil is known as like the showstopper, right? Is right. as soon as you get a shotgun, things die, right? In this game, you use a shotgun if you are no no uh, further than one Cerberus away from somebody, like you won't kill somebody, right? And then you have to reload the thing, which takes like four or five seconds. And you know my quans are reloading. <laughs> this is true. So, <laughs> right? So crazily, the handgun is the best gun in the game. Right? Because it's got the most bullets. You can aim it better. Right? And it has pretty long range. And that's, I mean, that's not talking about the, the, the creme de la creme. The massive, humongous ice pick. Right, like that you have the brainer. Like, what's it called again? The the brain, no brainer or just yeah, the brainer. Yeah, like it 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 one shots everything. Right? right, it has an AOE in front of it, which you cannot like. It, it, there's no point in that AOE marker in front of you. Like, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, you're right. Like it's... you can ha- you can have two zombies in that AOE, right? And then yeah, you might get them. You might not. Like, you might not even get one. Like and then there's the um there's the kind of the thing that I kept doing in the first few levels, which was the it's supposed answer to like parrying, I guess, or like dodging was grabbing a, a zombie and then stabbing it in the face, which is like pressing F and then or, or on my keyboard it was on steam i don't know what it is on uh, on consoles but pressing f spamming it right and then just stabbing them in the face i was doing that for six full levels and then it got to a point where that just didn't work anymore so oh. that was a mechanic that mm. just left the game oh interesting uh, um yeah like the get that level that i stopped on i couldn't do it to any of the zombies it wouldn't let me ah, maybe and then there was this August thing Maybe, and then there was the squiggly boys who just one-shot you, so it's yeah. like, I couldn't do anything about that. But yeah, the, yeah. the general game feel of this game, it it doesn't feel like Resident Evil. Mm. It doesn't feel like a good shooter. Right. Like, either, because the guns feel like wet potatoes, right? And you also die like a wet potato, you know? And yeah, I... You- yeah. Something about potatoes in this episode. You guys have both <laughs> compared this game. Yeah, to we, a love potato. <laughs> we love potatoes. We love potatoes on this channel. Not we, this potato, we are potato stands. It's so no. I think for anyone that I mean maybe stumbled into this episode as your first episode. I mean uh, that's interesting, uh, but it is worth saying. Always worth remembering the first aid spray mantra is that Resident Evil is can be so many different things. So right. when we find something where it's like. You know why is why is this Resident Evil? Why is I mean so much so that when this game came out, uh, it only got a physical release in Japan. I think that's correct. Um, and even then, on the front cover, it doesn't say Resident Evil anywhere. It doesn't say Biohazard. Um, this game is only ever titled as Umbrella Core because I guess Cap- even Capcom, when they put it out there, knew that this was terrible for the brand, and yet they did it anyway. Um, yeah. I, I obviously I agree with a lot with a lot of that, and there's a lot to get into. Like the one thing that you definitely hit that I wanted to touch on was the weapons. Like I'm amazed that this game has so many weapon choices. Like there's all these different handguns, lightning hawk, and you can pick the samurai edge, and there's loads of shotguns and assault rifles, and in certain stuff. Not when you're doing the campaign, I don't think necessarily. Uh, but you you can pick like loadouts before matches. 
what's the point? Because they all feel yeah. exactly the same, and you don't need to use any of them anyway. As James pointed out, the pistol's okay, but you might as well just go around melee, meleeing everything because it's the most powerful thing in the game. Just a, just the quick whack melee. The brainer can leave you exposed sometimes, but if you just go around clicking in R three, you're pretty much guaranteed to win against. If you're playing something where it's just all BOWs, but there you go. Um, there's definitely more to get into. Steve, how do you feel about the general game feel for Umbrella Core? This is going to be an odd one, isn't it? Like, this is obviously, we, we're not its target audience. We're, we're, we're all like, you know, generally salty, grumpy old people who play survival horror games and third person, like, you know, actiony adventure games. This is like an, uh, their attempt at making an esports thing. Like, yes. is it Rainbow Six Vegas? Yes, it does um, almost, yeah, it does kind of feel like a Rainbow Six clone in, in places, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that, that's not like heaping praise on Umbrella Core, for God's sake, don't, don't assume <laughs> that. Um, but I I feel like they, they emphasised uh, mobility as a, a big thing in this. And like I was watching some of the trailers for what they were trying to hype up. And there is actually a use to that brainer, in fact. It turns out you can repel other brainers as they swing at you. Oh, oh, great. Okay. Just ignoring the fact that it's beaten by a regular melee swing, as Sai's already pointed <laughs> out. This, this is, it's a strange mishmash of, of, of silly ideas mm. and, you know, boring guns. Uh, I, I, you know, credit to the, the, the development team for making locations that you can turn around and say that looks like, mm. you know, a place I recognize. But you're, you're going around and you're mantling these things and you just basically doing mundane tasks, even in the multiplayer shooting games. Because I did a few multiplayer games with uh, a few people, brave brave souls on the server who went in with me. And uh, it's it's either more of the stuff you do in the campaign, you know, where, you know, sample obtained, you, you shoot monster, get a vial, or, you know, you're, you're capture the flag, or capture the briefcase, rather, or you just sit in a spot. Uh, they're not really compelling modes for something as vast as Resident Evil. I'm pretty sure even on... Um, you know, the, the other competitive sh- uh, shooter attempt, uh, Operation Raccoon City, had a bit more variety to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, it literally is a case of you can run, shoot, mantle. I believe there's like a few little gimmicks. Like if you're not aiming down the iron sights, you've got like a, a guard up in front of your character's face. So you don't tend to have an easier vulnerability to headshot. But again, it's not, not really earth shattering. Um, the only standout thing of note for the gameplay otherwise is like there's a lot of verticality I, I you know you can like hook and climb onto different things i'm trying to find positive things to talk yeah, about no, yeah drums feel like wet farts because they do they really do um uh but yeah you can like pick up pickaxe up walls you can you know do all these like not quite free running or anything it's not like not not amazingly intuitive but it is there yeah i mean uh, you def- that's one thing I was going to say that is cool in concept and somewhat in execution is being able to climb up walls with the pickaxe thing. Yeah, it, like, it looks cool when you do it, but you'll never find a practical application. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, that sounds like a lot of this frigging game in concept, really. Mm. <clears throat> it's, um, um, oh, sorry, go on. I, I, I want to reiterate the, the, the fact that we've already talked about in the shotguns in this game. They are very modern military shooter in that, you know, two meters out from your gun barrel... They change from pellets to confetti um, to the point where if anything is closer than a meter, melee whack it. If it's further away, use anything other than a shotgun. It's, mm-hmm. it's a redundant weapon, and I hate yep. things like that. Yeah. Um, are, are all the grenades in this game, are they? you can't cook them, can you? Uh, cook as in hold it, the timer down. I don't think so, no. Throw. So, and they, they announce a massive radius to everyone around them. So they are f- eventually like just briefly blocking someone's movement. It's, 
bad bad <laughs> the gameplay is it, it's it drags mm-hmm. um the, uh, the bows themselves when they mill around in the environment they're one of two modes they're either in hunt seek kill mode where they're trying to rip you apart or they're just fairly idle yeah well, uh, at least in the multiplayer yeah mm, yeah <laughs> I, I haven't I, I didn't get as far as to see liquors or anything like that i saw um magini with like popped out heads, not Magini, um, Ganados. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know if anything other than like you know uh, zombies, Ganados, dogs, and crows show up. No, but, I, well, I think we'll talk about that when we get to the campaign. Definitely, uh, there's a reason for that. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, mobility was definitely a selling point of this game, or at least it was meant to be. Um, that's evident, as you say, because I rewatched the trailer as well, just to sort of relive that sort of first reaction to sort of pluck it out of my head um and yeah that's a focus of the marketing and when you boot up the game the mobility in it is just like all over the place because the speed you move is i mean it feels like you're running on ice of course but the worst part is this game you're on a trolley (laughs) yeah exactly wee along the floor but then when you crouch down and crawl, you move just as fast as you run, basically. It makes, <laughs> yeah. it makes no sense. It makes no sense. So we talked about the guns being useless. Uh, oh, also on mobility, you can't open doors in a logical way either. You have to run straight at them to push them right open, or you have to, at least on the PlayStation 4 version, the controls for opening the doors were just hideous. You have to hold down like two things and push forward or something. It's just stupid. But the weapons are terrible, but so is the map as well. James, I know you had issues with it, or you didn't have issues with it because you didn't look at it. And on Steve, I assume the same situation. The mini map The tracking thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely pointless thing. You can't see you anything could. what's going on. Just... Yeah, it's like you couldn't see it, right? Yeah. It was just. Oh, it was like. It was like it was, do you know what it reminds me of? I've been playing a lot of Minecraft recently. Like, and it, it reminds me of like when you make a map in Minecraft and you don't have the map in your hand fully and you're looking at it sideways. Mm. You know, and you're like, I can't see where I am. Like, I, I can, I, there's no perspective here. <laughs> yeah. This is. Here's my issue with this map, right? Um, it's It takes up a, like a, a third of the bottom of the screen. And it's basically like little sound waves. But the UI is a fairly clustered mess as it is. And you've got your right. character on the, on the screen. And if you have the time in a rapid esports focused game like this, if it, assuming this game was running at peak and we had all the players on at once and you know it, it, stuff's going down, fights are happening, you would never have time to look at this device anyway. No. You know, because the maps are fairly compact. So it, it's a redundant bit of technology. You might as well have a, a mini-map, a proper like you know circular de- radial with just like blips or something as mm-hmm. opposed to some kind of gimmick. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. Yeah. another gimmick idea that doesn't pay off. Exactly that. Like there's, a, there's so many of those in this game, that's the problem. The map is a pointless addition and back to the movement there's a cover system in this game did you know did you ever mm. use it not really no <laughs> uh, especially not it's in like a campaign the- not maybe in multiplayer a little bit but not really but the ability to select a piece of cover in front of you press x to run up and hide behind it just was pointless because you move so fast you don't need it <laughs> yeah it was it was more of a hindrance yes because yeah. it was the same button to use cover as it was to grab something mm. right and so most like i would <laughs> several times i'd be trying to grab someone right and i just like i just zoom forward 
Because yeah. you move faster, guys. Like, this game gets faster. You just use the cover, okay? Like, you press F, right? You just zoom forward to a wall instead of grabbing some zombie's head. And it's like, okay, now you put me on this wall and zombies can free hit me mm. because I can't get off this wall. So then you get off the wall and then you, because you've been spamming F to get off the wall, then you go on back on the wall again. Yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah. It's like, yeah. And when you do finally get off, you have to do a full 360 degree turn to find the zombie because there isn't a quick turn in this game, but there is a look behind you button, which is kind of stupid. There you go. So all of those ideas about quicker movement and they take out the thing that's been a, a part of Resident Evil since 2002 or something. So good job. Um, I, I mean, unless... Anybody... This was... Sorry, go on, James. This was, this was um, I think I mentioned it during the stream when I played this this week, but... This was after like bossing through mercenaries, where quick turn is like the winner oh, of yeah. mercenaries. Like, and I was like, this. I, I brought up the point that I feel like this game was trying, or that they were trying to make a full mercenaries game, mm. like a game that was just a complete mercenaries game. Um, but they they failed, like because you didn't don't really have to add much to mercenaries to make it fun. It's already fun. Right. And yeah, so going from like using quick turns and mercenaries to then going to this and then pressing Q and then it just looks over your shoulder. I was like, what's the point in that? I meant to be Umbrella Core. I meant to be the special ops. Even Ethan can do a quick turn on his heels, you know, in Resident Evil 7. But these folks can't. I don't right. get it. That's right. Their, their boots are too restrictive. Um, <laughs> any, more, <laughs> any more final thoughts on gameplay before we start breaking down the campaign? It feels like we can't fully judge it uh, in the strangest way possible. To, mm. to, to devil's advocate as much as I can, the the concept because we haven't got enough players who uh, can that. play simultaneously. I don't think we've ever going to be able to fully crystallize what this game is meant to be. Um, I, mean, sure. I feel, I, I, you know, me and Sai did a few one on one games, and uh, we were in danger of enjoying ourselves for a brief time. I think mm. not like you know. It, I, I think we would have had better times if it was one v ones on resistance. But, you know, where I'm just shooting at them with a camera. But that's beside the point. It, you know, I feel like if we had a full squadron of people, this may have been a bit more of an enjoyable gameplay experience. As it is, it's... Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of a civilised way to say a um, bag of old knackers. <laughs> it kind of it kind of reminds me of... Um, and it's not like this game that I'm about to mention is not as bad as this game, like. But it reminds me of uh, the new uh, Dark Alliance, Dungeon and Dragons Dark Alliance, where it is not fun single player at all. Like even in their campaign, it's not fun single player because mm -hmm. it's not built for single player. Yes, and it's like that. What's the point in doing that? What's the point? What's the point in making a game? if you can't single player and multiplayer it, you know, and it being fun both ways. Like, I mean, Dark Alliance is fun in certain respects and it has some, this isn't a Dark Alliance podcast. It's just, it's very similar in terms of how it, like how it makes you feel as a single player, like, because it's not fulfilling, mm -hmm. right? Because it's mainly meant to be for multiplayer, but the multiplayer is, in this game, I feel because it's you said it's, it's I didn't get to play multiplayer, but you said it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Even the multiplayer can save this game. It clearly hasn't because I mean, no. it's, uh, yeah, six years ago. So. Yeah, uh, exactly that. Like as Steve said, perhaps with more players, you'd get close to the idea of fun. But there is no players, and the game stopped getting sort of update support 
I'm sure pretty early into its life as well so that certainly didn't help I wonder what dropped off first but I'm pretty sure it didn't last long either way we'll take a closer look at the stats of the multiplayer when we get there but yeah the campaign um it does it it feels like an afterthought most certainly because it probably is um so let's talk about the experiments or the experiment i don't know but the series of trials that you go through uh, a string of essentially just 1v bots uh, 75 percent of which um at least the maps that we all played was pretty much just kill enough enemies pick up the red light things um, and then a little bit down the line throw in some more occasional game types uh, as has been mentioned like stay still in the spot pick up the briefcase uh, boom. Um, I mean, I've got some pretty... <laughs> it's difficult not to go right in on extreme views of this game, to be honest. Um, but <laughs> everything about this gets tiring so fast. And James, I watched you stream this game and I could I could feel the interest just sort of leave your body where it was like <laughs> you were trying to be like, okay, let's see what this is. And about 25 minutes later, it was like, I'm tired it's the same thing over and over again it's the same map over and over again it's the same game type over and over again but i don't think even if it was a bit more randomized it we really would have lasted a hell of a lot longer uh, i can't believe there's a person who lied who thinks this wasn't thrown in at the last minute and i there can't be a person who thinks that this kind of thing is all right you know this is a cheap poor excuse for a campaign it might as well not even be here it's just oh it's bad james what was your experience with the experiment like uh right so to give you guys like a an overview of what's happening like because i share the same views as si um basically everything's gone to pot like everything's gone to pot and there's so many like illegal things happening and basically in umbrella core we're doing we're ex we're an experiment in these illegal things that are happening and we're following this like person who's very rude <laughs> and he's you know and he's like basically saying you know that we're the latest experiment or whatever or like this this is the latest experiment whatever like it's really not deep at all no um and that could be that could be made into something good like when chaos like, comes into a game like that it can be made into something good Right, but this was not made into something good because that that is just a that is just a hook there. That is just an excuse so you play the experiment modes, and yeah, it's and, and also it doesn't even tie in with what the dude's saying, like what Abraham is saying. He's saying we're doing this thing and got a deadly experiment, and you know there was a joke I was saying during the stream of the of the titles and how inspired they were. They weren't. You know, I think literally one of the one of the levels was called Deadly Experiment. Yeah. You know, and it was like I was like, okay, okay, Deadly Experiment, and he's like in the message, he's going, "We're gonna put you up against the, you know, the greatest thing, you know, uh, super evil, ah, <laughs> you know, maniacal laughter, right?" No, I wasn't. I was going against zombies and picking up <laughs> purple things, right? And then I got to the end of the game mode, and then that was it. There was no correlation to what he was saying and to what was happening in the maps, mm. which, like you say, Matt Sai was repetitive and 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 boring, and 
non-inspired. It wasn't inspired. Like the only thing that was inspired is what the dev team um, put into the the environments, you know, which did look pretty good, mm. you know. But like other than that, there was nothing else that was inspired like in here. Nothing else connected. It was just like it was like it was like they put a bunch of game elements into a box yeah. and then they shook it up and then they put it down on the table and said, "Okay, we'll make a game. This is this is what's going to be." Right. It, it does sort of. All the maps are sort of preceded uh, by these little files, little diary entry sort of things addressed to you, which is, you know, I guess it's a nice way to nod to the Resident Evil series. It's a thing from the games that we love, right? But why do I care about this dude called Honker when immediately afterwards I just have to go and shoot zombies for the 12th time? You know, again, like the gameplay it's just like, okay, read the thing, shoot the thing, read the thing, shoot the thing, read the thing, shoot the thing. Like... When we're talking about the story of it, I want to care because there's some interesting sort of like nuggets in this story. You know, uh, the formation of Umbrella Corps, this sort of underground thing that's going on underneath Blue Umbrella, which was not revealed in this game, but in retrospect makes sense now. It ties into the ending of RE7 a little bit. There's all these companies like Shenya Pharmaceuticals and stuff that are buying the stuff that Umbrella Corps is coming up with and all this. That's interesting. The game's terrible, so I don't really care. And worse, worse of all, I know Steve, you're going to jump right in on this one. Uh, I didn't get this far in the, in the story, but I've read ahead to know it, and I know enough about the game beforehand um, that there's some sort of chatter about a member of Umbrella Corps with his sunglasses and his smooth voice and blah 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 that makes people go, "Oh, Umbrella's cloned Albert Wesker, or he's still alive, or there's a look-alike." Um, so I would just like to thank Umbrella Corps for being so bad that Capcom will never mention this story thread again because I definitely don't want that to come back. <laughs> Steve, what do you think of the uh, the experiment and this this quote unquote story? It's a very drawn out, dragged out like tutorial on various yeah. weapons, which which they think operate massively differently from each other. Uh, you know, like you, you'll be given a, one machine gun for one mission and then a different machine gun for <laughs> a mission that's fundamentally identical. Mm-hmm. And Capcom saw fit to write little, uh, you know, fluff lore entries to drag it all along. And that's what it feels like most of the time. Uh, and if it's, if it's not a different weapon, it's a different location or it's a different challenge. It's, it's in the, only one thing changes per time at a glacial pace. And the mechanics of it all is like, you know, PV, you know, PV, I'm not even a PVP guy, but, you know, the PVP part would make this spicier because right now these, these multiple different groups and things always seem to fundamentally boil down to your one dude who looks like discount hunk fighting zombies and you could be shooting them, but you're probably punching them because they go down faster. You know, it's, it's, it's dull. It's, it's, it's a meandering slog. And as for the overarching store, the story, I gave up trying to follow it while I was playing it, and I've had to go and look it up online instead mm-hmm. in a separate document. So power to the people who went through this game in the first place to allow me to do that, because, Jesus, your staying power is immense. The thing that puzzles me is, right, we have the AI, obviously, in there to make the uh, enemies move about and do these different things, and they obviously wanted a PvP focus. I'm surprised the campaign didn't boil down to you shooting bots based around the actual, you know, the dudes doing the gunfighting, the, the, uh, the Black Ops guys. yeah. Like the actual, because it's meant to be infighting different, like disparate groups, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the shadow of Umbrella's demise, that they've all formed up to well, fight each other. Uh, uh, you know, the, the concept, that the idea of the story, 
you know, where they're basically training, you know, training you and putting you through to basically become the, the best soldier they've got. It feels like they're throwing you in the, into a meat grinder. Sounds interesting on paper. Uh, but the execution's just complete posh. And as for uh, Wesker's resurrection, I just hope that's going to be, you know, retconned. And it turns out it was Daniel Fabron. You know, <laughs> I, I would rather it be Daniel That'd be Fabron. That would fantastic. Bring you know, back Waluigi himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, my, my thoughts on Wesker are very much a he should stay dead. You know, death has to mean something, or it's getting ridiculous. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's know, a waste of time. It's it literally is. It's just like you just go into a room, kill some zombies. Next mission, go into a room, kill some zombies. You might find a different weapon in there. Uh, the next mission, pick up some briefcases in the same area and. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with doing monotonous tasks. Like, you know, I, I have played raid mode on Revelations 2, and I still do for a long time. And the majority of that is just kill all the monsters and bugger off. It's not exactly rocket science. doesn't need a threading plot, and even that's got a more compelling one, and that's an AI simulator. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the fact that it's the same course over and over again hinders it a lot as well. Like, there are multiple maps, yes, but you normally have to grind through the same map six times before you get to the next one. Yes. That is that is that's like, I, there's only so many times you can reiterate on the same thing before it is like you know nothing but blatant pain and padding. It's like playing, like we've all played Doom, I'm sure. Like you know the, the chances of uh, the chances of a person playing Doom uh, and not playing Doom are very uh, very small metric in Steve's mind. But imagine playing the original Doom. The first episode is something like nine levels, and eight of those levels are just the first map over and over again. You would get bored. <laughs> You'd want to eat your own teeth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm making a long road to a short, short point, but it's just, it's just knackers. It's just crap. It is crap. It is crap. It's been a few episodes, but I think it's time for a siren because uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. You know, you talked about other games like Operation Raccoon City that had come out, um, and the sort of preceding one of the preceding titles for this, admittedly four years beforehand. Resident Evil 6, even the multiplayer of that game was, you know, way more engaging and had all these different mode types and stuff. And that was the multiplayer of a game with a huge campaign. And this game, sure, it's a a smaller budget title offshoot, but its focus is on um, multiplayer styled gameplay. So you want to have a variety of different uh, game types, but it doesn't feel like that that was ever the plan. Um, whereas RE6, you know, some people don't like it, some people hate it, you know, it's, it's that, it is RE6, but they've gone from the most overstuffed everything kitchen sink approach of Resident Evil 6 to Umbrella Core having practically nothing in it whatsoever, and it almost feels like the developers went, well, as we talked about the player base, that counts as content, but there isn't one, <laughs> there isn't a player base to keep the game alive. So you are just left with this sort of empty husk of a game with nothing inside of it. There is no pearl in this clam. And talking about the campaign, we, like, as we kind of mentioned really, we none of us got through it. We all got to pretty much the same point because it just drains the soul out of you. It's so boring and that's the problem. Like... There are various sins with media that you can make, and Umbrella Core seems to make all of them in a row. You know, you can have games that are bad because they're not sturdy. You know, they're glitchy, they're badly designed. Umbrella Core is pretty badly designed. You can have games that are bad because they're boring. 
that's probably the worst one. Uh, Umbrella Core gets very boring very quick. But then also, if you get to a particular map that I got to, Pueblo number two or whatever, the second version of the RE4 map, it then becomes the, f the third one, which is you can play a game that's just frustrating and that's why it's broken and that's why it's sinful because it's it's not challenging in a fun way you know people will come in and say to you while you're playing a game and you're making a lot of noise stop playing it if it's you off but it's not it's just challenging and you're still having fun this game isn't that i don't rage quit i don't think i come across as an angry person in general but listen to me now but i rage quit umbrella core that map i got so off with it that I just had to just, I left the app, press the home button, start, boom, 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 down to delete, off you go. I'm not touching you ever again. I got so pissed off with that map. The unkillable Ganado things, just stuff coming at you from every angle. You can barely kill the crows half the time. So it goes from boring to frustrating and unplayable very quick. So yeah, none of us beat the campaign. And as I said, I didn't expect anyone to. And having played it now myself, I don't expect anyone to ever finish it because it's it's horrible and you shouldn't put yourself through it. Awful. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I just, no. I just had to get it no, out. You are, you are valid. And then, like, there's also, like, talking about kind of, you know, the get good mentality. Mm. It's like, me and Steve have played Anybody Dark Souls, Souls, Bloodborne, <laughs> you know, you know, and they're some of my favorite games. You know, this, as you say, this game isn't a challenge it's just boring it's just to do against like the wall it's not fun with with, with exactly with, with games like dark souls bloodborne stuff like that every time you go into a fight you feel like you're learning something new in umbrella core and i was never learning anything new the mm. only thing i was learning was like that ganado with the squiggly boy could not be killed right and eventually i'm going to be overrun yep. and also sometimes my bullets don't hit and also the lightning hawk is hawk is not a lightning hawk and <laughs> no. like you know, and ugh, it was just awful, you know, and sometimes, yeah, you know, sometimes the parry doesn't work. Grenades are, you know, they you throw them, like they tick to five seconds. By that time, everybody's left. Yeah. Everybody's left the area. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, and you know, and that, that mission was the worst because you've got these tight corners, right? And you had to stand on the point. You had to stand on the objective, mm. right? Now, this game is literally marketed as fast-paced, right? That's what it's marketed as. It's marketed fast-paced esports, okay? Fast-paced is not standing in one spot, right? All the zombies are, are like, they are developed to, for a fast-paced game. Like, but, you know, if, if you have a fast-paced game, you don't have a, an, an objective in it where you're, you're standing still mm. and you have to stand in, like, a five-by-five five circle, you know, and hope that you don't die because that's pretty much what you're doing. I mean, I think I restarted that mission ten or eleven times yeah, before okay. before I I was like, now nah, I'm going to play a better game. Yeah, uh, uh, to give it's, it's not. I call I I call it the parry. Showed you just said there's a parry. I call it the parry because I feel like like it, it, it's it's. I call it parry because like it's 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 like the game's way of defending yourself being mm. offensive, right and. Uh, like it's an effect. Like if you time the F right, you can grab them and then stab them and shoot them, right? But it's not. That's not even fun because sometimes it just doesn't work. Game yeah. is offensive. Luigi says, "Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it really is." Like to give more context, even to that rage quit, is that I 
attempted that map many times. Uh, gave it a rest for a couple of days. Came back, booted it up. I think I tried it two or three times. And at that point, I was already ready to delete it. So it didn't take me long to go from, okay, time to get back into this, to boiling with vinegar and uh, erasing it from my hard drive forever. Uh, Steve, any more thoughts on the campaign before we move on to talking about the multiplayer just a little bit? It just it blows my mind when you think about the history of the Resident Evil franchise and third-person shooters in general, mm. like to how to miss the mark with it. Like RE4, 5, and 6, in terms of gunplay, you know, they're fairly similar. Like six is probably the biggest deviant with that lock-on shot and stuff. None of this is present. It's, it's the gunplay feels whack. The 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 melee feels whack. Mm. The mobility sounds cool. Is is pointless. You might as well be just crawling everywhere and then thumping everything. <laughs> it's a it's a meandering waste of time. Mm. And and if they don't go if they don't go down in one melee smack, chances are there's something nigh unkillable. Or incredibly durable, like like our guys have said, which is like you know the bloodshots or the I want to say cephalo. That's probably not the name, but the the, the Magini or Ganado with the pop out snake whip head things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an exercise of frustration, and I I can play frustration games. You know, I I I have a I have an affinity for the old Crash Bandicoot games. I have gone through pretty much everything from software is made at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I want to play a competitive shooter, I'm one of these old sods who turns around and says, "Let's play Unreal Tournament." You know, but from back in the day, facing worlds, um, getting off track. But yeah, banger of a game, unlike this. A certain individual from the high ranks in the organization will be watching. Be sure to put on a good show for him. The organization is watching. And that man seems very interested in this village. The way he talks about it. It's almost like he was there when everything went down. Just who is this guy? I'm fascinated by what happened in the past and with this guy. Seems like he's trying to make a show of his own strength. And with that, my suspicions increase tenfold. I have to figure out who he is. If I can just access the DNA data that's in the archives. Before we sort of give, we won't, you know, stay on it too long because there's really not a whole lot to say, I'm sure. But we sort of mentioned the uh, the Steam stats uh, and taking a look at those when we were playing. Um, mercifully, our um, Discord server folks decided to drop a few screenshots in, so I'm, I'm going to quote some numbers. Um, so when we were playing Umbrella Core last week uh, on Steam, there was a total of six players peak in the last 24 hours. Uh, the all-time peak for Umbrella Core at the time of speaking was 430. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go above that, so it's safe to say that's still the all-time peak. Uh, so that's a game from five years ago. If you look at RE6, which next year, believe it or not, will be 10 years old, uh, 565 people played it in the last 24 hours. So a game that is nearly 10 years old had more players in the last 24 hours than Umbrella Core had at its almost, you know, its entire peak. Um, and Resident Evil 6 has an all-time peak of 11,000, so that's it's not bad at all. Um, and ORC as well, which came out the same year, so not a mainline entry, uh, still had an all-time peak of 585, so that's more than Umbrella Core as well. So even with all those years on top of 
the series and sort of Umbrella Core being uh, designed as an entry point and stuff like that rather than uh, a nostalgia thing for older fans perhaps uh, it still fell short of um, uh, Operation Raccoon City uh, but let's talk about the multiplayer game mode uh, you get a couple of options I guess that are worth noting um, uh, as the person that hosted uh, I was privy to these at least uh, you can turn enemies on or off so you can play with people online your friends whoever randoms good luck finding randoms but in theory randoms uh, with zombies on the map or with not that's up to you so I, I mean I guess that's nice that, that choice is there um, and you can also there's two game types one which is one life mode which is exactly what it sounds like uh, where everybody has one life and you play I think it's best of five and then one that's basically just every game mode uh, and then once you get in there you can pick either rotating or certain types uh, and the rotating one yeah every round is something slightly different like as we've mentioned hold the spot you know pick up the briefcases which one of them's so stupid because it's literally first person to get all five briefcases so if one person so the example that steve and i played i remember this well uh, i had one of them steve had four of them so he had to come and kill me to get the last one so if i killed him i won which <laughs> is a very poor design choice uh but that's about as deep as it goes the only nice thing that i like about it personally is the fact that you can modify your character this is probably the best part of umbrella core you know you can pick some masks and pick the zombie jammer that goes on the back what that looks like pick the camo type there's loads of decals and patches that you can put you know you can do what i did and make a brown hunk from like resident evil 2 style and just cover him in the umbrella logo like he's just like come through a wallpaper store and just covered in tags um, steve you played the multiplayer what did you think um. Not, not a fan. Not, not, not the strongest <laughs> showing. Gotta be honest. Uh, yeah. Uh, as, as a fan of fighting games, and as a person who has played many a uh, a PVE and PvP kind of multiplayer experience, kinda, kinda lacking. This has got like your conventional, like I said, you can customize your character's appearance and stuff. Generally, the silhouette will always be some kind of umbrella core dude yeah. who's got a gas mask and a bodysuit, with the exception of like a few Resident Evil characters' heads. Like you can get Chris, Leon, Jake Mueller, and Barry. I think you can get West. I think they're I think. The... Oh, you can get Albert as well. Okay, uh, and that's it. Uh, you can like <laughs> you can you can choose what kind of sight your assault weapons will have, and it will make uh, a zero jot of difference because if it's a shotgun, it's not going to work past two meters. If it's an assault rifle, you're going to be riddling full of bullets at close range anyway. Mm-hmm. There's no precision, not really much precision shooting in this, is there? Like you you might aim a little bit up for a headshot. Uh, and that'll be it. So yeah. again, novelty. You can put skins and stuff on stuff, but that's uh, that feels almost like part of the course now. Yeah, which yeah. is a tragic thing to say. Uh, and in terms of robustness of modes, I'm pretty sure there are some indie games out there that can beat it, which is <laughs> harsh for a smaller development team with less budget. Because it's all developed in house by Capcom, I believe. I think so. Yeah, and this has literally got like the equivalent of Catch the Flag, uh, King of the Hill. Mm-hmm and shoot each other until one of you dies, which has uh, been advanced upon since the days of Quake. <laughs> well, that's the multiplayer. Let's move on. Because <laughs> I genuinely don't think there's anything else to say. What we can talk about, though, is something that's in the multiplayer and the campaign. Uh, both get exactly the same maps, I believe. Uh, if you work your way through the entire campaign, you'll probably see all the maps, I think. Um, 
so but you can boot them all up and have a look yourself on the multiplayer you can actually just boot up and run around by yourself as well if you just wanted to look at the interpretations of classic areas so the maps uh, off the top of my head include i think there's two new ones which is an umbrella core sort of underground lab uh, a tricell building of some kind and then the retro sort of nostalgia stuff. So you've got the main hall of the RPD. You've got just outside the RPD uh, and sort of like the sewers underneath what I suppose is meant to be Ennerdale Street. Um, there's the Spencer Mansion. There's the Antarctic facility from Code Veronica, which doesn't, unlike the other ones I've just mentioned, doesn't really match up to the geography. Uh, there's the Pueblo from RE4, which is literally just sort of like the, the circle where the fire pit is and a few buildings around that. And there's one based on the look of Kajuju, but I don't think it's from anywhere in particular from RE5. So, you know, the map sort of choices of maps, I would say that's pretty solid. Um, I wanted to cry when I played the Spencer Mansion map, though. <laughs> like, taking such a wonderful location and just just seeing it in this engine is just awful. And again, we talked about Dead by Daylight at the beginning of this episode, and you compare that or the RPD, in fact in this game, which is just the main hall covered in trash compared to Dead by Daylight's entire sort of... It's not the entire RPD, but it's like massive um, sweeping wings. Uh, The first floor, the second floor, there's a lot more to it. Whereas the Umbrella Core one is just depressingly bad. I think the Pueblo... This one's kind of cool to see in a new perspective almost, see these assets reused in this way, but the map's you know, probably the most boring one because it feels so restrictive. Uh, for me, the Tricell map was the most standout because it was kind of refreshing and we've never seen anything like that in the series. It was built from the ground up for the game, which is nice. But otherwise, oh, God, they're, they're awful. And yeah, borderline offensive, <laughs> to be honest. Steve, what do you think of the maps? It's like you, you take the classic mental vision of an area you've seen in these games and you basically... You've had either yobs going and vandalise it like it's been a uh, urban exploration abandoned structure for years, or you've got biohazard ticker tape everywhere. It, it's kind of you know these places, but not quite as you remember, and that's literally all they've done to them. Mm. Um, like Sai says, the tricell one probably just the fact you get this nice, cool little sun- sunset vista over yeah. a railing. Uh, it looks kind of nice, mm. um, but you'll be too focused on obtaining samples to ever take in the sites or getting hammered by weird whiphead things. Apparently there's an Antarctic map set in the uh, Ashford like base. Is that right? I oh think my God, crazy. it's meant to be, yeah. But in, I mean, one room looks vaguely like it, but otherwise it's sort of just a generic frozen base. It's fine, but yeah. yeah so I never saw that one myself, but I did see, I have played on the Pueblo map and I have played on the... Um, public assembly inspired one Mm. on multiplayer as well so uh yeah they they look all right i guess you know i can see what they're going for makes no narrative sense i'm assuming it's some like mental command command simulator or something they're all simulations of areas that have they've gathered data from in the past of blah 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 just an excuse to reuse these areas yeah the only one, like you said, that it literally looks like just the RE4 map, the Pueblo's first map. It looks like just the RE4 map that's been closed in by a few barricades. Yeah. Uh, which is impressive. To, it looks like they may have ported it from MT Framework or whatever it was mm. into Unity. 
yeah, I don't think it's one to one, but it's close. No, exactly, and maybe that's why what sort of was striking about it because it you know, it does look like the the re- I don't know if they are the assets, but they very much look like it. Even the Ganados themselves, I was like, oh, here, here you go. There's there's that one, and there's that one. I recognise all these things. Uh, James, you played two maps total because of your time on the campaign. Any thoughts? Uh, in terms of how what the visuals of the game, um, yeah, and you can, yeah roll it into that as well because we'll go on to that next. Yeah, so like the maps are, um, I think we've I've mentioned this before, but the maps like they're just very repetitive and like even though they do look like there, there's some work that there's, there's some work that's been done into into in in the, in these maps and you can see it and like and I I deeply respect I can do this you know so I deeply respect like developers who can like kind of do this and create this kind of um, these kind of uh, environments but I mean it's not their fault you know that the game is. Sh- <laughs> you know they, they've just made you know they they just made the environment um you know for your characters to go through mm. but leading into the like that kind of leads me into the visuals of the game as well like the game looks okay yeah for for like for a 20 did you say 2015 2016 2016 2016 yeah. 2016 like 20 it, it looks good mm-hmm. like it runs well um you know there's a lot of bugs but like i can't really you know, in, in terms of visuals, the game looks good. The zombies look good. Um, the the I think the Cerberus look great, from what I could see of them, anyway. Mm. And they were very big. Like I think actually, yeah, I think that's actually uh, kind of one thing I didn't mention is that uh, while during my stream is that one thing I was going through my head is these Cerberus are so big, you know, and they're like they're not as fast either, right? But they're they're very big, and which gave me kind of let me look at them a little bit uh mm. like a little bit closer so that i could see how much work had been done on them yeah um but just in general the game looks great um i think that's probably the the only positive thing <laughs> that i've got to say about this game um yeah and i, I loved I, I did love like the reusing assets that you didn't know where you were mm-hmm. or wherever you were going um i didn't of course didn't get to the spencer mansion or antarctica or anything so i can't really comment on that yeah. um, those those areas but yeah the uh the re4 the the village um it looked like i felt like i was in re4 again even though i was frustrated by the 10th 11th turn <laughs> i still i did feel like i was in that re4 map mm-hmm. um tricell that was unique that was a unique map like i yeah i didn't i like because that was i don't think i'm you don't go through there in re6 so no, that, no that was kind of cool. original yeah yeah, because yeah, that was kind of cool to see. It kind of reminded me of the uh, opening scene, actually, in RE6 with Claire. Um, is it Claire? Was it RE6? When they're in the tricell room and they're having like a meeting. Is that is it in that, Steve? Is it in RE6? Uh, no, no, Claire's not in RE6. So what, what's, what's Tricell's the... RE5. Is... Right, yes, RE5, right. So, yeah, yeah, there was that scene in the... They were having a meeting. It reminded me of that. Um... Yeah, look good. I yeah. I mean, I've, I've I got exactly the same I don't thing. much. Yeah, don't don't have much more to say because it's like, it. If if a game looks good, I mean, you can't drag it out of the hole. I mean, you know, re- see reference uh, heavy rain. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, right. we did a podcast on that. Go check it out. Mm. Um, if you if you like us just bumming on games, um, but yeah. Yeah. That's what I got to say about visuals. My my note is exactly the same. You know, my note literally says it looks okay. <laughs> Not much more to say than that. You know, 
<laughs> exactly it. Yeah, it looks good. You know, fine for the time. Absolutely, absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with it. Um, Performance-wise, as you said, sure there are, there is plenty of bugs and stuff. But talking about like frame rate, I didn't have any issue with anything like that that I can really? think of. Not that I can think of. Um, mm, okay. But yeah, yeah. I, I had no problems graphically. Asset-wise, yeah, it was all right. As you say, everything looks like what it's meant to look like. You see, you know, the zombies, Cerberus, see the maps. You know what you, what it is, where you are, etc. Uh, go on and see. What so, thoughts on visuals and sorry, frame rate? sorry, just one one more thing. One more thing. The only the only problem is that everything was a blur. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, because you're rush you're rushing through. So momentum. even though the visuals were great, <laughs> even though like you were. Rush, you know, everything looked great. You were rushing through, so everything looked like a blur. So mm. you didn't get much chance to see the goodness, well, the, how good the game uh, looked. Put your 40 hours into this game of, with these like six <laughs> maps, you probably would have <laughs> when you got your fill of them. Don't worry. <laughs> if only you got good, James. Come on. <laughs> Go on, Steve. Uh, you have oh, performance oh. issues? I did, and I was on a base PS4. And basically, anytime there was like three to four zombies on screen, uh, it would the frame rate would dip significantly. Uh, mm. I want to also touch on the visuals. I feel like they aren't on par with Resident Evil Five, but mm, I feel yeah. like they're a little. I think they're like a step above RE Four. Does that does that make sense? This yeah, feels like visually, that's visually it could have been a Wii U game, kind of. Yeah, I would agree like with that. that. Actually, that's a good. I would say this could definitely fit on the Wii U graphically speaking. RE Five sort of like I'll always say that's one of the best looking games in the series for me. But I think that comes from the actual design ideas and stuff like that. Um, whereas Umbrella yeah. 4 probably didn't have quite the same amount of time in the cooker to come up with it. But yeah, I totally agree. I say the character models and stuff for what they are, you know, you've got generic dudes in like, you know, SWAT gear and gas masks. And the zombies generally look like they would have done in Outbreak or RE4 respectively, just with a little bit of weird red goo underneath the chin. I don't know what that's about. Um <laughs> You know, maybe they just like eating ketchup raw or, or something. You know, not tomatoes. <laughs> well, you know, not tomatoes, but actually pouring the sauce oh. pots into their mouth. Um, it looks like, like that kind of smearing mess. It's it's okay for what it is. I wouldn't say it's fantastic, but this was a budget title, and it's on a uh, generally an engine used by indie developers. So yeah. I'm not going to be too harsh on it there. For what it's doing, it's fine. Just can't handle having many things on screen, at least on my PS4. Mm. I, um, my biggest sort of I only got a performance issue or a glitch or anything like that. It just seemed like something that they didn't bother to fix, and just I just I don't know. But whatever. Uh, when you die, uh, the camera just goes all kinds of terrible. I don't. It's really hard to explain it, but basically, when you're playing the game, it's permanently strapped, sort of just behind your shoulder. You know where it is all the time. You're in the corner. You've got, you know, you can see the side of your head. You're. It's a third-person shooter. You know what to expect. But when you die, the camera sort of snaps off of your body but stays really low to the ground where your body is, kind of points up at everything. And then enemy models either just sort of stand over you so that your screen is just full of Ganado crotch, or the Cerberus, which just sort of like bends back and forth and wiggles all over the place like crazy, and, and it hangs on that for ages. It's awful. Every time you die, that adds to the frustration because I just got to stare at this just nonsense that's happening on screen. Oh, I very much didn't enjoy that, but otherwise, visually, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the audio then before we wrap this up uh same thing for me the music is fine it's appropriate didn't have any issues with it uh steve you were just saying before this that uh you were listening back to the soundtrack any thoughts on the music 
Yeah, it's uh, functional. I feel like they could probably get away with recycling it into future titles, bonus modes, and no one would notice. Probably. It's on it's on par with, like, it's not quite up to the standards of, like, my personal favourites in the bonus modes, but it's it's on par. You know, it's okay. Uh, some of it's just l- loud techno EDM noise, which is, uh, I think Steve's a big fan of, especially since he's now on a Tekken kick. This is around the time that Kazuya was announced for Smash, so you'll forgive me for that. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's okay. Don't expect anything like you know, noteworthy in the same way as RE5's big boss themes or any of the iconic stuff like Malformation of G. Right. Or maybe it's just it's okay. I think the thing most people remember is the eerily familiar to the movies theme, opening menu theme, which sounds a lot like not one to one, but reminiscent of the first live action films theme mm. uh you know for the umbrella corporation it sounds very similar so that allows me to headcanon this into the same universe as the film <laughs> film basically if it's a game i don't like in the resident evil canon it's actually part of the movie's canon until anyone can prove otherwise steve <laughs> yeah that's fair it's uh it's a mix of wub wub and uh there's this one track that always sticks out to me because it's it's so unlike anything else in this game and in Resident Evil General, but there's this one track with like this really like over the top cheesy eighties affected guitar. Do you know what, which one I mean? Where it's like, and you're like, okay, what the hell is this? That's gonna stay with me sometime, just because it's so bizarre. James, you're a fan of the Wub Wub. What do you think of the soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> so you were there when I? <laughs> oh yeah, you having a great when time. When I first started the game. Right, the music kicked in, and I was like, wah, 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 wah. "It was, it was great." Um, but then, like, I start to realize it wasn't so great. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like there was, there was. <laughs> I think it was like the second mission or the third mission. Right, I was like, "Oh, actually, no, this is a bit." Mm. Right, and then it got to the third mission, and I was like, "No, don't like this." And then it got to this point where I was like, "Going, do you know what?" If they just got rid of the snare drum, this actually be a pretty good track, mm. <laughs> you know. And, you know, it would it like oh, it was on the I think it was on the second to last tricell mission, and that was just a snare drum that was just like going wild over this really pretty classic, what well, sounded like a pretty classic RE track to mm. me, right? And the snare drum was like going bonkers, and I was like, could you just shut up with the snare drum and just <laughs> let the track in the background talk, you know? Um, but in terms of like the sound, it's it, of course it's meant to be like uh, like high, you know, BPM. Like it's meant to be getting your heart racing. Except the game doesn't do that, so the music's certainly not right. So they tried, um, but yeah, it's it's I the, the the strongest point of this game is the visuals. The audio probably second, mm-hmm. and everything else is last. Right? It's just. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, it, it was okay, um, yeah. but it was less okay than the visuals were. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'll try and find that track and post it later on because I don't know if other folks agree. It's just like, just take that snare drum out and it would have been good. Could It would have been good. Yeah, uh, that's all. That's all I got to say. <laughs> just stop the game's development, and it would have been good. Uh... <laughs> Do you know what else would have been good? Is uh, recording a few more voice lines. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh. So when I oh yeah, 
when I was uh, coming up with the intros for this week's episode, I said to my partner what, what Steve was going to be, you mentioned DC Douglas, and I said, and she was like, will everyone get that? And I said, don't worry, Steve will say sample obtained. And he did. Uh, <laughs> because, <laughs> because that's what DC Douglas, who is the voice of the player character, aka 3A7, and he's also the voice in the multiplayer uh, sort of matches as well, for some reason. Um, yeah, he's oh, there's two characters. There's, there's board office lady, and then there's you know uh, DC Douglas trying to sound like protagonist's friend who's older in an anime. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's that's these two characters. That's the two characters in this. Yeah, uh, sample obtained. You know, there it is, mm-hmm. and this one's mine. Put that on loop for about forty years, and that's the single player. Yeah, exactly that. Oh. And all of this confusing more. This, as I mentioned, this sort of Albert Wesker clone nonsense. I uh, don't know why they did this. It's nice that they brought DC in to do another voice. He's, be- you know, beloved actor in the Resident Evil canon. Uh, and his character is long gone. So it's nice that he got to do something, play another character, I suppose. But, like, what happened that day? Like, what? Did, they, did he only have five minutes and he was walking past the studio and they just collared him in? Like, what the hell? Why is there only three lines? It's, it's bizarre to me. It, 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 the sheer amount of the fact that, that you know so much of the single player campaign is picking up these things doesn't mm. help. You know, uh, it, it, just have it as be a sound effect. If you only have like three combat barks for this, it's not like a fighting game where you go Hadouken, 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 because we all know what that's like. It, it kind of just turns into a painful malaise. Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I was admitting at one point I was trying to guess what he was going to say next because you know, <laughs> nine to, you know, one in three chance you're going to get it right. Plus, you got to keep yourself uh, entertained somehow, I suppose. Yeah, finding ways to be entertained while playing entertainment—that's <laughs> not a good look. Right, let's uh, let's wrap it up with some final thoughts on Umbrella Core, James. What's your final verdict on this? I mean, it's often cited as the worst game in the series. It's right up there. There's some competitors, but I think out of the other games that get sometimes unfairly put right down the bottom, looking at you, RE6, ORC, Survivor, stuff like that, this is way, way, way down. Is this unequivocally, unapologetically bad? Yeah, it is. (laughs) It gets gets a 0.5 out of 5 moist outlets from me, boss. Mm, Um, It's just... It's... It's not very good. It's just not fun. Did this did this game release as a triple A or was it like I don't a twenty think pound so. game? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't full price. Yeah, it wasn't full price. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, that kind of that kind of gives I kind of gives my respect a little bit more to them because it's like okay, we knew it wasn't great, so mm. we're not going to give it a full price. Um, but also, it's pronounced core. <laughs> I'm so okay. Glad you said it. It's re- it's pronounced core title lady. Okay, when you start at the game, she says corp. Right? It's pronounced core, right? I don't know like it's like when she says corp, it's like okay, so now you're saying we're just following a game to do with the umbrella corporation. It's not because it's a military arm. Mm-hmm. Um it's okay. okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, this game is it it's not fun. I mean, guys, I played it for an. I played it for ninety nine minutes. I remember that because that's ninety nine minutes I can't get back, <laughs> right? And I, I went on Steam and it said you played this game for ninety nine minutes. Like, oh, thank goodness it wasn't over two hours. I got my refund of two ninety nine, right? And I got my coffee, right? And 
yeah, I, I, I did. I went into it and Sai knows because they were there at the beginning. I went into it quite enthusiastic as I almost, almost, always am. Like, and I, I, you know, I like to give games a chance, but there's no saving this one. Um, I mean, it's stranded right now, but it's, it's like there was no saving this game. It, it just wasn't wasn't thought about too much. I tell you what, the, another thing is like I quite like the cover of this game. Sure, actually, yeah, the cover looks cool. Um, my biggest my biggest likes are the visuals of the game, the cover. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Everything that's... else is a bit tosh. Yeah, that's fair. I I also I'm, I'm yeah I'm glad you said it. Umbrella Umbrella Corp. Okay, sure, but putting an S at it on the end of it doesn't make it corpse. It's not several corporations. <laughs> you have to put an E at the end yeah. if you want it to be Umbrella Corps. You know, as in a dead thing. Yeah, I that's what I always understood. It's the like the Marine Corps, and that's how it's spelled. So it's Umbrella Corps. So why does it say Umbrella Corps when you boot it up? It's just one of those little things that will always annoy me. Uh, Steve, final thoughts on Umbrella. Core. Uh, this feels like the most underbaked, raw, not finished, uh, you know, concept hodgepodge of ideas that I feel like somewhere, somehow, in some kind of infinite parallel reality, this could have been a good game. Mm. Like, as uh, if it was never tied to the Resident Evil brand, that would significantly have helped it, I feel like. Because, you know, uh, there's just something not Resident Evil about it that makes it so casual players who want a PvP military shooter with an emphasis on mobility might have had a good time. Resident Evil fans would not have a good time because all the things they want to know about but regarding the Umbrella Corporation is just text dumps and monotonous, yeah. like, you know, busy work missions that are the same thing over and over again. Uh, soundtrack's got some low-key all right bits i suppose uh, especially when you remove the snare drum, drum apparently um <laughs> yeah i i don't know where to sit with this other than it's easily the worst resident evil game i've ever played mm-hmm. and i can i can find good things to say about mostly anything give me enough time i'm struggling with it this year like you know i i understand what they were going for uh maybe with a a full squadron of friends in a multiplayer match you would be in danger of having a good time but you could probably find that good time elsewhere much much more easily. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So yeah, just avoid it. If you want to find out the plot, you're better off just going onto either where some brave souls archived it on a wiki, or I'm assuming there is a rundown in the timeline by yeah, REP. Batman's mythology has has got this in. That's where I've got most of my information from from this game. Uh, so t- yeah. Until a, a uh, until a part of this game has been referenced in any other in any other piece of Resident Evil like mm. content in any significant manner, I would say just banish it to the Phantom Zone. Yeah, like you know, this is the same realm that you know Alice lives in or whatever. Yeah, I've already said it's part of the movie canon. Until someone proves me otherwise, it is. <laughs> I think yeah, like it's cheap fun to bash on something that's bad really isn't it and we don't really like to do these episodes we like to give everything it's fair shake and give it a chance which we I went into this with as open mind as i could be. yes we've all we've all tried to do that definitely um so yeah doing this kind of things is not fun but unfortunately we did need to talk about in this game at some point um and this is what it is uh and unfortunately for me looking at it um it's so funny because it's 
It's just like the worst possible version of what certain people at Capcom thought the series was at the time, or, or what it could become. You know, you got to think following on from RE6, which I've, you know, I don't hate, I don't love. I'm somewhere in the middle with it. We'll talk about it one day. But four years on from RE6, and this is what they churn out. It's just that's disappointing and depressing. So I suppose the point is. If you don't like Resident Evil 7, you should at least be thankful that it's led us back somewhere towards the light. You know, every series needs to have its absolute stone-cold stinker to show us right where the bottom can be. We got ours, and then I guess, you know, seven months later or something, we got RE7. Which, for some of us, myself included, one of my favourite game games in the franchise. Not necessarily an opinion across the board, but <laughs> at least it wasn't, you know... This it was a complete turnaround. <laughs> so, I'm trying to think of a, a parallel game, and I, I, uh, I feel like the closest parallel I have for my own personal gaming experience is perhaps something like Command and Conquer Four, a game so reviled by its own community that it wants to be uncanonized. Or mm. Mm, I, Smash Brothers Brawl, Smash Brothers. I, ooh, I don't know about that one. There's there's some there's some Brawl. Uh, I like that. Brawl for the record, by the way. I. I this is gonna be weird. I don't think there's any game that's been worse than this that I played. It's yeah, it's right down there for me. Like the only other things I can think about is something where it's just so broken with glitches that it's unplayable. Yeah, this is is technically playable. It's just dull. Yeah, and I play. I I did like a segment a few years ago where I basically bought ninety nine (laughs) pence mystery keys Mm. for Steam. Right, and I did it for like six months. In fact, for that six months, I was known as Moist Refund because <laughs> I used to I used to just refund these games, and I used to, used to give them away. And like, I played a lot of bad games during that time, right? But I give them benefit of the doubt, right? Because you know, this just normally it's just like one, two, or three people making these games, you know. But this is Capcom, you know, who made this game, like, and it's it's mm-hmm. kind of a it's a shame and it's kind of a smack in the face of their own legacy like, to make a game that is is, is this bad and right. yeah it's it's just and as you say like it is playable it's just not fun it's not a fun game and games are meant to be fun it does make you feel a little bit bad for the people that worked on this that this is the unifying thing in the fandom in many ways right resident evil the fandom, you know, sometimes you'll get some arguing about some really inane stuff like someone else's favourite games. <laughs> Absolute nonsense arguing about opinions and stuff like that. And you won't, you'll never get a unanimous opinion on what the best game in the series is. And you absolutely shouldn't. Mm. But if you find another Resident Evil fan, and as I say, RE7 is one of the controversial ones perhaps, but I imagine whether you love or hate it, uh, unfortunately, I suppose, in a way, we can all come together and agree that this is something that should never happen again. Uh, so, <laughs> there that is, I suppose. Well, And also, I guess, if you really like Umbrella Corps, I'm sorry that you had to listen to this for the last hour. I just want to give a... I just want to... For a little bit of levity, okay, I want to give a shout-out to the two paramedics who helped me yes. two weeks ago, uh, Archie so- and Martin. During a previous podcast, yes, that so it was meant to be a part of. Yeah, I was going to say that. So, for full context for everyone out there, our previous episode was Book Club, as you, as you're no doubt aware. James has been on all of those so far, and he was due to be on the most recent one. Uh, when suddenly, in the middle of recording, he uh, had to vanish, and I had to edit him out of the episode. 
So, out from uh, existence forever. You've only just recently found me. That's right. In the yeah. void. That's right. And then uh, as soon as I pulled you out of the void, I was like, here, play Umbrella Corps. <laughs> so thank you to you both for playing this game with me i'm sorry i put you through this and thank you to uh, james's paramedics as well nothing else remains for me but to thank our contributors if you'd like to be part of the show then please look into auditioning for our file readings join the discord server to get in touch with members of the team and our community discuss resident evil with us and other fans and listen to the podcast live as it's being recorded you can find a link to the server as well as our twitter facebook twitch instagram youtube and more at fasprepod.com you can find the podcast on youtube stitcher spotify and itunes and if you enjoyed the show please do leave us a review where you can it helps spread the word you can also support the show by picking up some merch or at patreon.com forward slash fa spray pod for as little as one dollar a month in our next episode we boot up and binge the new cgi biohazard series coming to netflix next month as we give our first reactions to resident evil infinite darkness Thank you to the panel. You can follow all of the Pueblo people individually. I'm at Sinyak underscore one, two, three. Steve is at FB Steve was taken and James is at Moist Owlet OFF. And finally, thank you for listening and sample obtained. I mean, have a good week. Important thing to, to note is, for the first time in apparently two years, I've had a Cornetto. Oh, just and, one? Uh, yeah. What do you mean, just what? Of course, just one. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a it's a joke because the the advert. God damn it! I don't. What? Okay. Just uh, one Cornetto. I uh, no? give it to me. See, I know. <laughs> I don't. How do wait? Uh, do you want me just? <laughs> Recite backpedal on this bicycle, please. What do you mean for the first time in two years? Apparently, did you? How do you know that? <laughs> I, haven't, I, I haven't had a Cornetto in ages because, like, you can't find them in the wild it, unless you like get a big box from like a supermarket. And I don't really like to buy ice cream like that. I like to get tubs and then scoop a little bit and save it. But two years yeah. seems awfully specific that you know it was. Uh, it's, it's a guess. It's a. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> I was like, Steve's Cornetto diary. <laughs> June 2021. Steve, Steve got a time hop on his Facebook the last time he had a Cornetto. That's exactly what I was thinking. What's on my Facebook memories today? Oh, two years ago, I had a red Cornetto. <laughs> Fascinating. It's a strawberry one. It's a red one. Fuck <laughs> Can we just talk about this instead? Can we... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, survives and welcome to Cookies and Cream. <laughs> <laughs>